Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, rugby fans. Welcome to episode 183 of the DNVR Rugby Podcast. My name is Colton Strickler. Uh, got a good show for everybody today. We're going to start the show the same way we do every week. It's by jumping into the breakdown. And the breakdown is, of course, presented by First Bank. First Bank is the official banking partner of Infinity Park. They believe in banking for good, doing their best to do right by their customers, communities, and employees. Banking for good, member FDIC. Uh, you start off the breakdown, heavy American Raptors segment today, where obviously we're entering the last match of the year. Uh, the Raptors will take on Cobras Brazil in Brazil, in Sao Paulo, Brazil, on Sunday. The match time has been moved. It was at noon. It is now at 9 a.m. As a result, the watch party we were scheduled to have at the DNVR bar uh, is being canceled. It's just too early. Uh, things weren't looking good in terms of numbers and stuff. Uh, so we're just going to watch it on our own, but that's okay. So final match of the season, Raptors taking on Cobras Brazil. But I want to go back and talk about last weekend's match uh, against Dogos in Cordoba, Argentina. Uh, the Raptors unfortunately dropped their 10th match of the season last Sunday when they fell 40-32 to to Dogos. Um, and, and there's been an interesting trend that I've picked up on over the last three weeks or so. It's really the last month, but the last three matches. Um, and, if, and if you've been kind of like tied into the Raptors like me, you'll notice this, and this will be something to watch for if you haven't picked on up it yet. So uh, over the last month, a lot of the Raptors matches have looked very similar. So the first half's always pretty competitive, you know, with the exception of that Pampas match. Uh, that was the outlier of the season. But it's been competitive. It, it's usually the Raptors jump out to a, an early first half lead or they go down. Um, but but it's always competitive, right? They're, it's always you know, a lot of back and forth. Um, when you think you have something figured out that, that turns out not to be the case, you think you have a team pegged to win, Raptors storm back, the Raptors look like they're firmly in control, other team storms back. Um, but something that's happened consistently over the last few weeks is that the Raptors have developed a bad habit of conceding a try right before the half, and this kills them every time they do this. That try often rips momentum away from the Raptors, gives it to the opponent, um, and then the Raptors kind of like sleepwalk out of the second half. And a lot of times they give up an insurmountable amount of points that puts them in a hole that they just can't dig their way out of because it's just too much. It's too much. So uh, they usually wake up 
as the game gets closer to the end, it's usually 15, 10 minutes left in the match, but it's just too little too late. They're already in too deep of a hole. And I'll, I'll go through the last three matches to kind of illustrate what this looks like for everybody. So uh, they beat Selknam. This didn't happen against Selknam. Selknam actually had a line out right before the half that the Raptors sold and turned around, kicked the ball out of bounds. They were good. So they, fe they fended off Selknam. They won that match. But the next week in, against Peñarol, uh, first place team in the competition, Raptors had a 25-17 lead at the 36th minute. Uh, so things seem to be going good. They've put together a quality first half. They're going into the locker room with the lead. They get a chance to catch their breath, come out strong. That that wasn't the case. Pinarola scored a try to cut the lead 25-22 just before the half. And then coming out of the halftime break, they rattled off four unanswered tries, uh, took a 25-point lead. And then the Raptors, like I said, they they scored two tries in the final 13 minutes of the match, but the the damage was already done. Uh, couldn't come back from that one. There's a quote that I've become familiar with based on these happenings over the last few weeks or so. When something happens once, it's by chance. When it happens twice, it's a coincidence. And when it happens a third time, it's a pattern. It's officially a pattern now because the second match, like I said, I just talked about Pinarol, but in the Yukare match, Raps had a 26-15 lead in the 32nd minute. They seemed firmly in control of this. And then Yakare scored a try just before the half to cut the Raptors' lead to six points. And then they scored three tries in the first 23 minutes of the second half, take a 37-29 lead. The Raptors were able to break that up a little bit with Lucas Gonzalez' penalty goal. Um, again, the Raptors, this was the one that, that seemed like they could salvage. They could salvage this bad trend, but that wasn't the case. So they scored a try, uh, added another penalty goal, tie the matchup at 39, but conceded a try right at the buzzer to lose that match on a rolling mall. And then in last Sunday's match, so played two matches and they had a bye week, uh, got back to it last Sunday against Dalgos. Uh, Raptors found themselves in a 14-point hole early, uh, bounced back, cut the lead 19-7, to so they're just down two in the 36th minute. Uh, we're, we're, we're climbing, right? They're ascending. They, they mounted a, a, a bunch of good minutes together, uh, seemed to be going into the half, potentially down two points, maybe with the lead if things go some different ways. Uh, and then Dogo scores a try just before the half, pushed their lead to 26-17. And again, you could, I think you can tell like the Raptors acknowledge this, right? They, they know themselves better than we do. I'm just watching from the sideline. They're looking at this stuff on tape multiple times a week, every day. And this week they tried to get ahead of it, right? They tried to stop the, the bleeding per se. They tried to get ahead of the impending doom that's kind of like plagued them in the second half. Lucas Gonzalez hits a penalty goal early in the second half, and then Douglas puts together back-to-back -back tries right after that. They take a 20-point lead with 20 minutes to play. Uh, the Raptors are still kind of trying to figure out how to get into the end goal after that, and they do. They, do. they get back-to-back -back tries in the final 11 minutes of the match, but again, just too little, too late. It's insurmountable at that point. Um, and that's just something that's happened in the last three matches. And, again, they've played better rugby. They've been competitive. It's been exciting. But these this momentum that just all they, they undo all the good things that they, they've done up to that point in the first half when they concede a late try, just crushes momentum. Um, and it's obvious in the second half that it's just not the same. They can't. They're, they're not mounting that same momentum. They can't get any positive momentum going their way. Um, and they need to buck that trend if they're going to be successful. And that's what I'm going to be watching for this weekend when I watch the match. I want to see how they close out the first half. I want to see how they start the second half. Uh, because even if they do one of those two things, that, that could be enough to win them a game. You know, you look back, they lost last week by eight points. 
week before that, they lost by seven points at the buzzer. The week before that, it was a little bit more, but they were firmly in control in the first half. And if they can close the half correctly um, and even just have a little bit better of a start to the second half, maybe they concede one try instead of two or three, that's going to be enough to win them a game. So that's what I got my eyes on this weekend. Again, they take on Cobras Brazil in Sao Paulo um, on Sunday at 9 a.m. now, so you can have watch rugby while you drink your morning coffee, eat your breakfast, and hopefully they can close the season out on the right foot. Uh, so let's go talk about all the rugby you can watch this weekend now. That's presented by Wintergreen. Wintergreen loves rugby and wants to support USA Rugby's mission of uniting an inclusive, passionate rugby community to grow the sport of rugby in America. Wintergreen gels, cream, sprays, and soaks are made with wintergreen oils and other therapeutic natural oils to help soothe and support sore muscles and joints to keep you at your best. For more information, visit wintergreensports.com to purchase products you need to help you prepare to win. So starting off with the Raptors, like I just mentioned, they play take on Cobras Brazil on Sunday at 9 a.m. You can catch that on ESPN+. Last time to see the Raptors in action in Super Rugby Americas this year, so soak it up. Because uh, then we get into the diet sports part of summer where we just got baseball. And that's not what I'm looking forward to. Uh, Major League Rugby full slate this weekend. Toronto Arrows at New England Free Jacks on Saturday at 2 p.m. Like you catch that on the Rugby Network. Seattle Seawolves at Old Glory DC on Saturday at 4 p.m. on Fox Sports 2. Chicago Hounds at Houston Sabercats on Saturday at 6 p.m. on the Rugby Network. Rugby ATL at Utah Warriors on Saturday at 7.30 p.m. on the Rugby Network. New York Iron Workers at San Diego Legion on Saturday, Sunday at 2 p.m. on the Rugby Network. Uh, we've got the Premiership Final, Saracens versus Sales Sharks on Saturday morning, 8 a.m., catch on a flow of rugby. Uh, we've got the Stormers versus Munster uh, going head-to-head -head in the URC Final on Saturday at 10.30 a.m. We've got Super Rugby all weekend on Flow Rugby, Curry Cup on Flow Rugby, Allianz Premier 15s, premier15s.com. And then we've got the high school national championships this weekend. You can catch that on the Rugby Network as well. Uh, Regis Jesuit, uh, you know, down the road just a little bit. Highlands Ranch area, Aurora area uh, is competing, so make sure you check that out. They won state last week, so congrats to them. Um, let's go jump into the interview portion of the show now. This interview with Aki Pulu is brought to you by O'Neill's. O'Neill's is the official sportswear supplier to the biggest teams in World Rugby, Infinity Park, and the American Raptors. Shop apparel now at O'Neill's.com. That's O-N-E-I-L-L-S.com. So again, second week in a row. Um, it's been tough to, to pin down the team when they're on the road this time around. So I've just been going back to the vault. Thankfully had some uh, interviews that I didn't run, you know, during my, my personal life thing going on. So going back to the vault, like I said, with this interview with Aki Pulu, I did this on March 1st. Uh, so it's a little bit dated, but I think people should hear from Aki after the productive season that he's had. And it's it's evergreen enough. You know, there might be a couple questions about the taking on Pompas on the road or whatever it may be. Um, but it's more of just like get to know Aki a little bit, uh, just hear about his season, you know, the, the competition, all that good stuff. Um, and he's had a stellar year. He scored one try. Uh, he's played great throughout the year. He's played a lot, too. You know, I would have to go back and, and check my notes. I know he missed him maybe a week or two with an ankle or something like that, but he's played quite a bit. Earned Super Rugby America's first 15 honors earlier this year. I believe he was the second Raptor to do so. Maybe he was the first non-South American, second non-South American born 
player to earn a Super Rugby America's first 15 honor, something like that. I, I have it down in the interview. Like you said, it's been a few months since I, I, I did this interview, so my, my research isn't as up to par as it was back then. Um, but he's played awesome. He, he earned an invite into USA Rugby Men's Eagles Fall Camp. Talked about that on the show a week or two ago with Lena Latu. And to top it all off, he's just 19 years old. So if you think about it, he was literally just graduating high school at this time last year. Packed up the minivan, moved out to, to Colorado to play with the Raptors. Um, and he's in his second season. He was with them in the fall last year. He played at Aspen. But he doesn't play like he's 19. Um, he's been really fun to watch. So with that introduction, let's go ahead and kick to my conversation with American Raptors center, Aki Pulu. All right, please be joined on the show, American Raptors center, Aki Pulu. Aki, how's it going, man? Good, good. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Thank you for uh, taking the time out of your day to come chat with me. Um, it's hard to coordinate these when you guys are half a globe away, but I appreciate it, man. So, Aki, how, how's the tour been so far? Uh, it's been fun. It's been a good experience to uh, see what South America would be is about. So, yeah, good. I, I hear you. Um, and it's been fun to watch. I know the results haven't quite come your way just yet, um, but things seem to be moving in the right direction. We'll talk a little bit more about rugby here um, in a couple of questions. But what, what's kind of been your favorite part so far? Have you had a favorite country that you've been to on this trip? Uh, I'd have to say Chile. Yeah. I mean, just us walking around, seeing the beautiful uh, city was, was really fun. So, I mean, Chile is probably the top of the list. Very nice, Aki. Um, and, and again, before we get into some of the, the, the season uh, questions about the tour and stuff, um, I just want to like have you fill people in. So when did you graduate high school, Aki? You're the youngest person on this team, right? Yeah. Uh, I graduated just last year. Uh, yeah. Okay. Right out of high school. Class of 22 uh, then, right? Yeah. Okay. And then you moved, you came and joined the Raptors right after, right? You were here in the fall. Yeah. As soon as... Uh, summer was over i came right over to the raptors in denver and uh started playing very nice and and i know like based on our conversation at media day um can you just kind of tell people how you you got into rugby and how this opportunity came about i know you had mentioned that salty thompson was kind of the catalyst in getting you here yeah i mean salty thompson opened up a, a lot of doors for me <clears throat> and i think he just took me on a, a lot of tours to experience high level rugby and it created opportunities such as uh, the American Raptors. Very nice. And how long have you played? When did you start playing rugby? I started playing when I was about seven years old. Very nice. So got, got a lot of experience years. then. Yeah. That's cool, man. And, and Aki, I'm sure you've seen like the, the, the clip of you, you know, your, your kick pass uh, to Samu for the try has been making the rounds. Um, can you just kind of like take us through like what you saw there? Was that something that you knew you were going to do before you got the ball or was that like a spur of the moment thing? I mean, I think it was a spur of the moment thing. Um, I just heard the call and I echoed it inwards towards our, our fly half, Lucas, and I thought he would give it a kick, but he turned to me, threw me the ball, and I kind of just turned and kicked it because I heard the call prior to – uh, Lucas giving me the ball. It was right on the money. I don't think you could have handed it to Samu any better than you did. So uh, that was cool to see, and, and it's been Thank you. you know it's been fun to watch. Um, this kind of make the rounds on social and stuff, um, and that led. I mean, that was a, a little part of the game, but you you think you finished with five or six tackles as well. I mean, earned you a spot on the the Super Rugby Americas first team of the week, first fifteen. And uh, yeah. Aki, did you know this? Per Brian Ray of America's Rugby News, I saw this fun fact floating around. You're the first North American player to earn Player of the Week honors in this competition. 
Um, and you're only the second non-South American player to earn these honors. Did you know that? I did not know that. That was pretty cool, right? That's, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. I thought I'd let you know that. Um, and Thank can, you. Yeah, so perfect. Uh, what was? Uh, can you kind of like take me through, Aki, uh, what kind of the difference in the result was last week? Um, I just think the the preparation before the game was a lot better. You know, the intensity was up there. The uh, our mindset was was on point. So I just think preparation wise, we came in a lot better. And uh, yeah, I think it just made our made our game <clears throat> improve a lot better from the week before that. For sure, and that, that's what was going to be my next question. It was like. Um, I know it's still a loss, but it, it's the team seems to be moving in the the right direction. What does that kind of like add up to? Is it because you you are in this now? You know kind of what to expect week in and week out. Um, you're a little bit more familiar with the competition. Is that kind of what it boils down to, or is there other things as well? Yeah, I think it's just you know uh, our first game against Chile was a eye opener, and so it just gave us a heads up of that'll be the competition every week, and that's how we have to train beforehand to to be at the level that we need to be for that game every game coming up yeah that makes sense what's kind of the mood around the team after these first two weeks like are our spirits still high um people still enjoying you know the trip and and playing and um because like i said it does feel like you know just based on what i've seen the last two games like things are moving in the right direction i'm just kind of wondering uh, if you think the team feels the same way yeah i mean <clears throat> the energy's still here I mean, that's why I love being around this group. Energy's still high. Um, boys are just trying to get better every week because they love the competition. So I don't think we all took it as a, we should put our heads down and this isn't for us. It's uh, um, We're working to get better so that we stay in it and become one of the top teams towards the end. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's a good way to look at it. Uh, Aki, I know last time I talked, you said you're not a fan of the Heat, which is... Uh, you're an Arizona guy, so that's uh, rare coming from you. Like, how, has the Heat played a big difference at being down there? I know, you know, I talked to Bot, like, when you guys first got to Chile, uh, she was saying that it was, like, 95 degrees. It looked really hot in the game last weekend, too. Um, has the Heat, like, played a factor coming from a cold-weather place? Uh, I kind of think so. I mean, during trainers training, uh, we do have a, a lot of problems with Heat. But I think we're handling it pretty well. And... It's just making us better for the games to come. Yeah, and Aki, I guess this is kind of like a weird question too. Like, what's kind of the biggest difference in the competition, like, in some of the other than some of the other rugby competitions that you you've competed in? Um, like, I know when people, you know, they say they make it to the NFL. Like, people always say it's just a lot faster. Like, is that is that the the case when you're talking about Super Rugby Americas as well? Uh, yeah, most definitely. I mean, the game here compared to Last fall is a lot, you know, more intense, quicker, you know, people know what they're doing. So it just makes us have to work harder and and faster on the spot. Right. Um, and, and you get back at it again this Friday with the match against Pompas. Uh, what's kind of the preparation look like? What does Pompas do well? Um, what should we as fans be keeping an eye out for when we watch this match this weekend? I mean, they're just uh, quick. Uh, they're a quick team, so they'll try to work the ball around us, um, try to get outside. Also have a couple heavy runners, so I just think the main focus will be trying to contain them and uh, not let them uh, break us outside. Very nice, Aki. What do these next few days look like for you? 
Uh, did you have your off day yet this week? Yeah, we had it uh, yesterday. Nice. What did you guys do? I know uh, there's been like an emphasis on, you know, like a cultural event day when you guys aren't training. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we just had a team event. It was optional just in case a couple guys wanted to stay back and, you know, uh, relax, stay off their feet. But rest of us went into the, the city and walked around, see how it is, you know, take a look at a couple shops, grab some food out there. It's a pretty fun day. Very nice. And then uh, you're back at it today, and I assume captains are on tomorrow. Is that, that kind of standard week for you guys now? Yeah. Perfect hockey. Well, thanks so much, man. Uh, it was fun to watch you play last week. Looking forward to uh, watching you guys get back at it this week. Thank you. All right. Hopefully everyody enjoyed that conversation with Aki Pulu. Uh, it's been a lot of fun to watch this year, and we're looking forward to watching him again this weekend. Uh, hopefully he has a few more tricks up his sleeve. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Hopefully that leads to a win also. All right, let's go ahead and jump into the required reading portion of the show. Required reading is brought to you by Maria Empanada. Maria Empanada is Denver's home for rugby lovers. There are three convenient locations on South Broadway, Stanley Marketplace, and Riverview. Make it easy to pick up delicious empanadas on the way home from Rugby Town USA. Visit mariaempanada.com to order yours today. So this thing I want to talk about today, I'm sure everybody saw yesterday that Tina Turner passed away. Um, but the thing I want to talk about, Tina Turner, big rugby fan. I'm not sure people knew this. Um, and the article I'm going to talk about is Tina Turner was an Ameri uh, American, an Australian sports icon, and you probably know nothing about it. This is by James Dater and SB Nation. Um, and Tina Turner, the reason I'm talking about this is Tina Turner was the voice kind of for, you know, rugby league in Australia for a while in the same way that Hank Williams Jr. was kind of like the voice of Monday Night Football She's obviously not broadcasting games, but she, she made the music that would play as the intro song as people are getting you know ready to watch Rugby League. They're hearing Tina Turner, same way we're getting ready to watch Monday Night Football, and we're hearing Hank Williams Jr., you know, are you ready for some football? I'll never sing again, sorry. Um, so it's kind of cool, and this is something that just kind of got brought to my attention a few weeks ago, actually, something I wanted to talk about on the show uh, one of the, somebody uh, you know around here showed me this this video, super super 80s. Um, it's the 1989 rugby league promo. It's linked in this article. So if anything, click on this article, go watch this video. It's just hilarious, guys. Jack guys running around in the rain, no shirt on, a lot of rugby league clip. It's just the most 1980s video you can think of. Um, but it plays, and it obviously worked for them. So. I wanted to talk about this at some point, and unfortunately now is the perfect time to do it. So make sure you check that out. We'll link the article in the article as this podcast as well as the description of this podcast. Uh, so make sure you check that out. Rest in peace, Tina Turner. All right, let's talk about Stat of the Week. Stat of the Week is presented by Catapult. Catapult is committed to making performance technology available to athletes at all levels, whether it's the biggest teams and organizations in world sport or amateur rugby players. Catapult helps monitor performance like the pros. For more information, visit catapultsports.com. Uh, so I'm going to give you the try numbers again. Uh, this is the one thing I've been doing a good job at keeping track of. Um, so I'll go ahead and read all these to you. And then next week, I'm really diving into kind of the nitty-gritty stuff. Uh, hopefully, Travis Haugen can help me track down some stuff that we're going to need uh, to start keeping track of all this, this stuff and, and really keep a record of this as we move into a legitimate competition again. Uh, so after the Raptors' four-try performance on Sunday evening, we've got some updated numbers to go over. Uh, so Watson Fuliki Tonga has joined Dayton Sheridan atop the table 
uh, with four tries. Diego Fortuny is next, the standalone player with three tries. We've got Tommy Clark, Ethan McVie, Lene Latu, Sean Clark, Ryan James, Ramiro Moyano. They all have two tries. Uh, Franco Paillo, Samu Smith, Diego Magno, Maki Moody, Mikey Grandi, Aki Pulu, and Ronan Murphy have all scored one try, which is kind of surprising from Ronan. He's had a lot of, of nice runs. He's, he's made an impact a lot in all these matches. I, I was surprised to, to kind of see that he scored his first try last weekend. The Raptors have also scored two penalty tries, so the total number of tries this season, including two penalty tries, up to 32. Uh, hopefully they can add on a few more this weekend, um, go out with a bang. Maybe a nice eight-try explosion, get up to 40, a nice round number. That'd be that'd be something, huh? That's what we're rooting for. Go ahead and close the show at The Loop. The Loop is presented by PhysioPro. PhysioPro is an official partner of the American Raptors. Visit physio-pro.com for more information. Follow along with everything we've got going on at DNVR Rugby on Twitter, at DNVR underscore rugby. Um, bum the season's over. This was a tough year. Uh, for the Raptors, of course, like me personally, I didn't get to cover this the way I wanted to, um, and that sucks. But, you know, we'll see what we could do moving forward. I'm um, looking forward to the summer, uh, unplugging a little bit, still putting out some good content on a regular basis. Um, and I thank everybody for listening this season and sticking around. Be sure to stick around next week. We'll, we'll try to do a nice little wrap-up episode, and uh, we'll move into a good summer. we got a lot to talk about PR7s. Um, a lot of Raptors playing in that. We're going to touch on that moving forward. Um, and remember, if you if you didn't miss or whatever at the top of the show, this weekend's watch party at DNVR Bar is canceled. So do not – you mean you could show up, but we're not going to be there. I think they're showing some Premier League soccer. So show up and watch that if you'd like. Um, but thanks, everybody, for listening. I hope you had a good week. Hope you have a great weekend. Enjoy the last match. Hopefully they go out the win. We'll catch you all back here next Friday. Hey, hey, hey.